And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Everyone, I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This time it's part two of the Phil Harris and Alice Faye show from 1950. Then Brian Donlevy stars on the Cavalcade of America from 1944. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hey, Carl. Hey, what's happening in Hollywood? Well, this is more up my alley than yours. Okay. But uh, the live musical Is it production... a one-way alley, or is it two-way? Oh, or... it's a two-way, but it's, okay. it's, it's on my side of the street. Right, all right. So a live musical production of the Tony Award, Grammy Award, and Pulitzer Prize winning musical is celebrating its 20th anniversary. It's got to be, oh, 20th anniversary. Yes. Hmm. Of a musical? Yep. Phantom of the Opera? I don't know. No, but that was a good guess. Yeah, not bad. This is one of my favorite shows, as uh, is that. Let me think. It was set in uh, New York City in uh, uh, the East Village. Ooh, is it? Um, it's, a it's, re- it's a reimagining of La Boheme. Is it Rent? There you go. Oh, right. I saw that on Broadway. You know okay. that? Okay. Well, I actually saw a Broadway production of that. Did you not love it? It was great. Okay. It opened yeah. in 1996 on Broadway. <laughs> you could not through rent. Helps me sleep when I go to these things. Well, it's going to air Sunday, January 27th. It's going to be 7 to 10 Eastern Time live on Fox. I will be watching it, and um, it's going. One of the people in the cast we know for sure is Vanessa Hudgens, mm-hmm. who will play Maureen. Which and that role was originated by Rita Moreno. I don't know Adina Menzel, but if you were John Travolta, you would call her Marina Badama Nubile. Close enough. Biba Baba. That's close enough. Anyways, I will be watching that. You may or may not. Check it out, January 27th, Around the Corner, Rent Live. Wow. Wow is right. I'll be doing this. Well, I'll be watching. And if it's during I'll the show, a, uh, I'll be home. John Bickerson's <laughs> uh, right. while you're watching it, Blanche. That's right, All John. Right, very good. All right, it's time now for the conclusion to the Phil Harris and Alice Faye Show. Let's go back to November 19th, 1950, for the live Turkey for Thanksgiving broadcast. Well, Willie, I guess I'm all packed. Will you ask Phil to help carry the suitcases to the car? Very well, Alice. I'll get him. If I were Alice, I wouldn't trust Philip home alone. He needs a keeper. He's nothing but a middle-aged juvenile delinquent. (laughs) Philip, Alice wants you to come out to... It's funny, I could have sworn he was here in the living room. I never what somebody's in that closet. I wonder who it is. I'll just sneak up and listen. 
Hey, Curly, will she be all right in here? She won't smother, will she? Nah. <laughs> She'll be all right. Now, look, Charmaine, don't make a fuss, and we'll let you out as soon as my wife leaves. Charmaine? He's got a woman in there. Charmaine, will you please stop squirming like that and leave... Ouch! Remley, she bit me. He's a wild one, too. I'm going to put a stop to this right now. I'm going upstairs and tell Alice he has a woman in the house. Hey, Curly, I think I heard somebody out there. It sounded like Willie. Oh, blabbermouth. Certainly, he'll run right up and tell Alice and spoil our surprise. Look, we better hide that turkey in the den. Now, come on, Charmaine. Come on. Oh, Alice. Alice. Alice, have I got something to tell you? Wait till you hear this. Well, calm yourself and tell me. What is it? Alice, I'm not one to start trouble between you and your husband. But it gives me a great deal of pleasure to inform you that Philip is unfaithful. Oh, what are you talking about? Philip has a French hussy named Charmaine hidden in the living room closet. Oh, Willie, stop being ridiculous. If you don't believe me, look in the closet yourself. I have no intention of looking in the closet. But, sis, this is the opportunity I've been waiting for for nine years. (laughs) This is our chance to divorce the old cotton ball. Now, Willie, I want you to stop trying to come between Phil and me with your wild stories. I'm going downstairs and say goodbye to Phil. Do me a favor, Alice, and look in that closet. I will not. I trust Phil implicitly. Some wives would be suspicious, but I'm not that kind. I'd no more think of snooping around. Oh, there you are, Alice. Hi, you all ready to go? Yes, dear. I I just came in to say goodbye. Well, so long, honey. Have a nice time, dear. Remley, let go of her. (laughs) Take care of yourself, dear. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye now. Now, how did I ever happen to walk into this closet? It's a natural mistake. You've only been living here nine years. How should you know where the front door is? So long, fellas. Yeah, so long. Bye. Alice, the door ain't behind the curtains either. <laughs> oh, I'm a little confused. Well, well, so long. Curly, what's she doing under the couch? <laughs> Kissing her mother goodbye. Door <laughs> <Short> chain. <laughs> hey, Alice, what are you looking under that couch for? Oh, Oh, is this the couch? I guess I'm getting nearsighted. Well, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Yeah, goodbye. Hey, she finally found the door. Yeah, this kid knows what she's doing every minute. Oh, what now? What can this... All right, come in. Come in. Hi, Mr. Harris. My name is Homer Feinschreiber, and I just flew all the way out here from Altoona, Pennsylvania. I run a pool room back there. I'm a nice guy. I mind my own business. I, yeah, I'm a member uh, of the I, Chamber of Commerce. But I, the last I, few days, my wife has well, been driving you... me crazy. She's hysterical. Well, I can't. She just lays there in bed and screams at me. She I've won't got... get up and cook my meals. She won't iron my shirt. I've got my The other own... morning, she leaned down and kicked my youngest son, Wilbur. Well, well I... that's going too far. <laughs> I don't know. But it's all on account of you. Well, I can't. Oh, I really don't know me. I have no right to come break into your beautiful home like this, but you've got to tell me something so I can go back and well, tell look, my wife, Mr. Harris, what is the 
Buddy, I'm a busy man. I don't know what I do. Look, go back and tell your wife that the thing is... <laughs> Mr. Harris, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize your wife was rehearsing her song. Live turkeys, people breaking in from Altoona. What are you trying to do to me? I can't stand all this trouble. Why don't you take that turkey of yours and give it to somebody else? After all, I told you, we got a turkey in the freezer. Yeah, but I'll bet the turkey Alice born ain't as good as mine. It looks pretty good to me. What I... do you know about turkeys? I'll look in the freezer, and if that bird isn't as good as mine, we'll keep Charmaine and get rid of yours. All right, go ahead and look at it. All this darn fuss over a turkey. Ah, I... just as I thought I knew I'd catch you with a woo. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're all alone. That'd have been a lot bigger laugh if you'd have waited for the door to open. <laughs> but as long as you're here, what now? I'm ready to go now. Yeah, well, go already. Well, bye. Goodbye. Bye. They certainly were anxious to get rid of me. I wonder if he does have a woman. No. <laughs> I know he hasn't, but just to make sure, I'll sneak back and listen. I'll make believe I'm going out the front door. Now, now, to tiptoe back and see just what's going on. Thought that wife of yours would never leave, Curly. Yeah. You think she suspects anything? No. <laughs> How could she possibly know anything about Charmaine? He does have a woman in the house. Well, Frankie, look, after comparing the two, what do you think? <laughs> should, uh, should I keep Charmaine? Naturally. There's no comparison between Charmaine and that old hen you got. <laughs> I'm only 29 and a half. Besides, Charmaine is nice and plump. The old hen I got's pretty fat, too. <laughs> I put on a half a pound and right away I'm a tub. Look, Frankie, hmm? uh, maybe I ought to keep the one I got. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Charmaine is young. That one you got has seen better days. <laughs> True. <laughs> Besides, I pinched them both, and Charmaine has a lot more meat on her. I don't know about Charmaine, but he's never laid a hand on me. All right, Remley, look, I'll keep Charmaine. I've got to admit, uh, she looks a lot more tender. If Charmaine had two children, she wouldn't be so tender either. <laughs> hey, uh, wait a minute, Frankie. Uh, if hmm? I do keep Charmaine, what am I going to do with my old turkey? Give her away to some charity. Give it to the Musicians' Union. <laughs> musicians' Union? Do you think they'd take her? They'll take anything. 
That does it. Calling me a turkey. If he wants to get rid of me, he can. I'll go upstairs and pack the rest of my things and leave him for good. I'll show him he can't talk to me. Bring him, bring him. Why, Miss Faye is just crying. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, Julius, it's Mr. Harris. He's brought another woman named Charmaine into the house. Another woman? Ah, <laughs> oh, Miss Faye, let's keep our heads. Do you honestly think your husband is the kind of a heel who would bring another woman into your own home? Do you honestly think that... Well, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Have you seen the Charmaine dame? No, I haven't, and I don't want to. I heard Frankie and Mr. Harris talking about her, and I'm leaving Now, him. wait a minute, Miss Faye. Don't be hasty. This might all be a misunderstanding. Before you decide to leave Mr. Harris, you should take a lot of time to think this over. Well, maybe... Time's I... up! <laughs> upstairs and start packing right now. I heard him planning to get rid of me. <laughs> I wonder how he's planning on getting rid of Miss Faye. Is he going to divorce her or just throw her out in the street? I don't know why I ever got a thing about Uh-oh, like here he comes. Come I'm just stuck behind here and maybe I can overhear his plan. Well, Curly, as long as you decided to keep Charmaine and get rid of the other hand, let's make plans. Yeah. I don't want to run around the house alive. When is Alice coming back to Palm Springs? Wednesday night. Good. I'll bring the axe over Wednesday morning. <laughs> axe? Them cold-blooded murderers is gonna kill her. Frankie, hmm? I can't use an axe, man. That's too cruel. Well, I'm glad to see he has some decency. <laughs> Let's tie her to a stake and fill her full of buckshot. <laughs> I hope they at least blindfold her. Curly, I don't like the buckshot idea. Why not? Some of the pellets might get in our teeth when we eat her. <laughs> eat her? This is more than I can stand. Stop where you are, you cannibals. Julius, what are you doing in here? I overheard you planning to kill Miss Faye. What are you talking about killing Miss Faye? We're going to kill Charmaine. Oh, you tire of him fast, don't you? <laughs> So we can have her for Thanksgiving dinner? Can't afford a turkey, huh? <laughs> oh, be quiet, will you, kid? Hey, Curly, I got an idea. When we bring Charmaine in for dinner Thursday, I think Alice would like it if we dressed her first. Look, Remley, that's going to be too much trouble. Now, let's bring her in undressed. The least you can do is put a kimono on her. <laughs> A kimono on Charmaine? All right, then. Make it a French bathing suit. Oh, yeah. What a that wouldn't look nice. Her pin feathers would stick out. <laughs> this dame has pin feathers? Oh, Julius. Will you stop already? What dame? Charmaine is a turkey. A likely story. We can prove it. She's right here in the den. I'll show you. I'll be darned. It is a turkey. This upsets all my plans. What are you talking about, plans? Plans? What do you mean, plans? Miss Leave me? Oh, no. Come on, Frankie. we got to explain this to Alice. You and that turkey. Ah, nuts. This will ruin everything. Miss Fay expects to find a French thing. Now when she opens the door, she'll only find the turkey. Oh, woo! 
Joshie. <laughs> a quick phone call might keep this ugly mess and ugly mess. <laughs> Alice, will you please believe me for the tenth time? I tell you, Charmaine is a turkey. How do I know you're telling me the truth? I'll open the door to the den and you'll see that it's a turkey. Now, there you are, Alice. This is our turkey. Gobble for my wife, Charmaine. Gobble. 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 frame up. I demand a recount. Oh, no. Well... Look what our little turkey has grown up into. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> so this is your idea of a turkey, huh? But, honey, when I put her in there, she was a turkey. She must have come out of her cocoon or something. <laughs> I never saw this name before. Oh, Shelly. How can you say that about your little Charmaine? You like me, do you not? Look, lady, I got no time for that right now. <laughs> How'd you get in here? Who put you in this room? <laughs> oh, Julius, grab him, Frankie. We'll have him for Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, Go. you tear his drumsticks off and I'll I'll stuff them. Folks. Starting today, our program has wonderful news. Listen to this. The Hedda Hopper Show. Hedda's guests tonight are Mr. and Mrs. Ronald Coleman, Mario Lanza, Andy Devine, and Arlene Dahl. It's the Hedda Hopper column come to life. Stay tuned for it, and best wishes, Hedda, from Alice and me. Good night, everybody. Good night. This program was produced and directed by Paul Phillips. Yes, listen now for the Hedda Hopper Show on NBC. And that's the Phil Harris and Alice Faye Show. Good Thanksgiving program from November 19th, 1950 is heard on NBC. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's the Cavalcade of America. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Welcome back. I'm Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360 across about 200 radio stations coast to coast. Our website is Hollywood360radio.com. We have a podcast there of the full four-hour show every single week, but it's always one week behind. Right, Lisa? Right, Carl. Because we want to give our affiliates... The biggest, brightest, and uh, shiniest uh, radio and show. And I can't imagine what radio station wouldn't want to air all four hours every well, show. Well, so. yeah, you I know. know. We it's want them me. to, but not all of them do. So we have the podcast there for our listeners, Hollywood360radio.com. All right, time now for the Cavalcade of America. Let's go back to June 12, 1944. This is called My Fighting Congregation, starring Brian Donlevy. The Cavalcade of America, sponsored by DuPont, maker of better things for better living true chemistry, presents My Fighting Congregation, starring Brian Donlevy with Wally Mayer. Tonight, with the thought and prayer of America centered on the nation's fighting men in France and the battlefields of the world, the DuPont Cavalcade tells the story of one of the group of men 
the Army Chaplains Corps, who go into battle armed only by the strength of their faith. The weapons of this corps are the words and acts that sustain and console and give heart to those who bear the brunt of battle. Our cavalcade play is the story of one of these soldiers of faith, the story of a chaplain attached to an Army Air Force bombardment group operating in the Southwest Pacific, based on the actual experiences of Chaplain Taggart, as related in the book, My Fighting Congregation, by Chaplain Taggart and Christopher Cross. DuPont presents Brian Dunlavy as the chaplain, with Wally Mayer as Sergeant McGowan, in My Fighting Congregation, on the Cavalcade of America. My name's Ed McGowan. I'm nobody you've ever heard about. I'm just another G.I. Joe, just a sad sack, a grease monkey. And this story shows me up for the chump I was about a guy. But there's something about a big man that makes you want to talk about him. And he was a man. It all started one foggy, muddy morning in our jungle base. We were cursing the mud, the heat, the flies, and each other. And then... Right out of the fog, a big plane stuck its nose toward our landing strip. We all got a little excited when Joe said it was a USO troop. But then Jim came along and took the wind out of our sail. Relax, boys. It's all a mistake. What? No women? No USO. The dancing troop is a chaplain. A sky pilot. Got something against chaplains, McGowan? Well, I don't see the point in having them around, that's all. And if I never see a preacher's face, it'll be one day too soon. Uh, excuse me for breaking up the discussion, Professor. But you're about to see one close up. Yes, says who? Says the CO. You'd have picked the chaplain up at the plane and show him his quarters. Right now. Yeah. What did I do? Why didn't they give me KP while they were at it? Sergeant McGowan, chaplain, I'm to take you to your quarters. Thank you, Sergeant. Is this your box, chaplain? Yes, it is. Set a load of construction bricks for a new barracks, Chaplain? <laughs> well, it is heavy, isn't it? I'm, I'm sorry. Those are hymn books. That's a lot of reading matter to bring to a battle. Well, I think we'll be able to use them, don't you, Sergeant? I wouldn't know, Chaplain. I wouldn't know. I see. You've uh, had a pretty hard time up here, haven't you? Oh, not at all, Chaplain. Not at all. We've loved every minute of it. Well, here we are. These are your quarters. And, uh, you take Lieutenant Bruce's bed. Hmm. Where's Lieutenant Bruce? He's dead, Chaplain. That's the first portion of the Cavalcade of America. More after these words. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Now back to the Cavalcade of America. So you see how we started off. I wasn't going to go out of my way to make no chaplain feel at home. I guess I shouldn't speak for the others, but as far as I was concerned, a chaplain was as welcome as a bunion on a rainy day. And yet... Yet there was a steady stream in and out of his tent all the way from Buck Privates up, bringing them their trouble. Now, Joe, tell me again. I want to get this straight. You say there are two more payments on that piano. Yes, sir. And it'll break my kid's heart if they take it back, Chaplain. Uh-huh. He's up to port and peasant. And I can pay next month. Well... 
Joe, uh, you just give me the address of the company and I'll write to them. You know, there's a provision about the debts of soldiers which they've overlooked. I'll discuss it. So I told him when I was drafted, I played a trumpet. Used to play in Tony's down in the village. You're not chaplain. Well, seems to me I've heard of it. Well, I hear they're getting up a band over at the replacement center, and, well, I want to be in it. Hmm. Well, Larry, I could help you ask for a transfer. Yeah, that's it. But don't get the idea I'm looking for a soft spot. It's tough over there, too, you No, know? no, I understand why you want to go. You sound a little homesick, Larry. Oh, boy, am I. But only for my trumpet, not a place. It helps to talk to a man like you, Chaplin. A guy who's hep. I, uh... I know it's a little off the beam, Chaplin, but... Yes? I tried every place. Well, go ahead, Jim. What's your trouble? Well, as I say, it's off your beam, but, uh... Well, it's my feet, Chaplin. Your feet? Yeah, well, to be exact, it's my socks. Oh, Last time I had a pair on my feet was a month ago, and the blisters on my feet are killing me. <sighs> Maybe it sounds funny, but... No, it's not funny, Jim. Uh, let's see. I think I can fix you up. You know, I'm flying up the coast to hold service at another base next week. Maybe I can get you some socks from supplies up there. Gee, that'd be swell, Chaplin. You know, the fellas laughed when I said I was going to ask you about a pair of socks, but uh, I just told them, if no one else will listen to you, go to the chaplain. He'll punch a ticket. Well, that's the way it was, see? Every time anybody had a gripe, he'd go to the chaplain. And to top it off, Anzovino. And I'm not saying anything against Anzovino, mind you, because, well, he was like my brother. But, well, he gets a silly idea in his head. I'm going to go over and ask the chaplain. Ask him what? About the baby. You know, Rosie said in her last letter, be here on about the third, that she'd cable as soon as the baby was born. Gee, I wonder what it'll be. <laughs> Coconut head like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, but I'm worried. I'm going to ask the chaplain. Ah, for the love of Pete. You sure don't like the chaplain, do you, Mac? Well, how many zeros are you shot down lately with a prayer book? You might try a prayer now and then, McGowan. See what happens. I did. Yeah? What happened? I was just a kid. I put on my blue serge suit and I shined up my shoes because it was more respectful that way and the minister and I prayed for mom together. She died anyway. And afterwards, he read something about... something about... I'm the resurrection and the life and he that believeth in me shall live. It's too bad, man. But you can't blame the chaplain. Who's blaming who? I just don't see what good he is around here, that's all. Well, that's really where I put my foot in it, see? Only I wouldn't admit that I did. And then one day at dawn, I see the chaplain out on the field when the men were taken off on a mission. Hey, there's a chaplain out to see us off. Yeah. I hope he's putting in a good word for me. Say, uh, Chaplain Bill. Yes, Anzavino. Uh, in case the cable gets here from Rosie while we're still out, sort of look out for it, will you? I sure will, Anzavino. Don't you worry about it. That's the job I really like, standing in for a new father. Oh, well, thanks. It'd make a lot of difference, knowing you're here. Hey, McGowan. Yes, sir. You fixed the ship this morning? They weren't shape, sir. Hydraulic system okay. Pressure's up to normal. Good work, Mac. All clear. 
All clear. Well, here we go, Chaplain. Watch for that cable and think of me, will you? I will, Antonino. Me too, Chaplain Bill. Think of me. Yeah, I'll be thinking of you, Jim. All of you. Good luck, boys. Well, there they go again. Yeah, great guys. Oh, what? Hello, Cookie. Oh, hiya, Chaplain. Hello, Mac. They're a good bunch, those kids. Not kids. Men. Fighting men. Uh, I'll see you later. Right, McGon. Fighting men. Say, Chaplain Bill, uh, oh. I was wondering. What's the worry, Cookie? I was wondering about Anzavino. Oh. oh, well, he was a little nervous, but he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. It'll be a sunny day for Anzavino when that baby is born. Sure, sure. You know, Chaplain, I've been meaning to ask you. When those guys take off, they're always saying to you, think of me, Chaplain, think of me. Yes, Cookie. What they really mean is pray for me. Pray for me. The sun was going down, almost ready to plunge out of sight. The jungle began to take on darkness, and the quiet was like a great big cat mouth, open and waiting. The plains were overdue, and we began to drift out to the field, nobody wanting to let on that he was worried, but everybody ready to jump at a leap. It's going to be too dark pretty soon to find this strip. Yeah, Cookie, unless we start some fires to light up the place. Hey, do you think they're lost, Mac? <laughs> Why don't you ask the chaplain? Hey, pipe down, pipe down. Here he comes now. Hey, look, he's got something. Huh? Maybe it's the camel. You know, about Anzavino's baby. Oh, it could be. Boys, here it is. The message just came in. For Anzavino? Hey, what is it? A boy or a girl? A boy. Seven pounds, three ounces, blue eyes, and Rosie's fine. Oh, Whoa. you hear that, Mac? Oh, boy, hey, fellas, over here. Anzavino's got a baby. <laughs> a boy, yeah. Hey, Mac. <laughs> You're uh, Anzavino's tent mate, aren't you? Yeah, sure. Well, then, you tell him, Mac. You give him the cable. Well, I... Uh, yeah, go ahead. But I heard him say that he, that you... Listen. They're coming in. They're back. Hey, did anybody see the crazy cat yet? Yeah. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Number three engine's dead. Shot out. Well, there he is. There he is. That's Anzovino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Wait till he hears the news. Come on, come on, Chaplain. Right with you, Matt. Hey, wait a minute. He ain't at a station. Something must be wrong. Easy, Mac, easy. Anzavino's probably at the door, ready to break out. There, it's opening now. Get the cable ready. Chaplain. Chaplain. I'd come and get him. Get him out of there. Steady, Jim. It's... And Zavino? Yes. He's gone. I tried to get him back, Chaplain. I tried. We know you did, Jim. And Zavino. He's never going to know. He's never going to know whether it was a boy or a girl. <laughs> well, it's happened again. I prayed for him, prayed for him to come back, and he's dead. How do you answer that, Chaplain? Here's a G.I. with a problem. Every time I pray for somebody, 
they die. We here have laid you to rest, Anzavino, with prayer and promise. Promise to your son that his new life shall find peace. Like the wind searching through this jungle, men everywhere are seeking the time when this restless violence will blow away from the world, leaving a place where men shall sing in one chorus. Our job is yet undone. We shall finish it, Anzavino. That these things need not be again. You are listening to My Fighting Congregation, starring Brian Dunleavy with Wally Mayer on the Cavalcade of America, sponsored by DuPont, maker of better things for better living through chemistry. Tonight's cavalcade is the story of an Army chaplain, United States Army Air Force, and his GI congregation at a jungle air base. As our DuPont cavalcade continues, ground crew Sergeant Ed McGowan, played by Wally Mayer, is taking a walk near the jungle air base, trying to forget that his friend Anzavino has been killed on a combat mission. The chaplain, played by Brian Donlevy, joins him. McGowan! Well, well, look what the cat drug in. <laughs> you going for a walk, Sergeant? Any rules against it? No, no, I just thought I'd join you. It's a big island, chaplain. Uh, Mac, I've always made it my business not to butt in where I see I'm not wanted. That's a good rule, chaplain. Too good a rule to be broken. But it's our way to give help where it's needed. Even when it's not asked for. That sounds pretty, Chaplain. What does it mean? There are things that happen in all our lives, Mac, that hurt bad. But unless we tell someone about it, no one ever knows. Because there's no wound, no scar to show how badly we hurt. I get it. You want me to talk to you. Little Mac's to talk like the rest of those saps, huh? <laughs> Is that it? Well... You don't feel like... I don't. I never did, and I certainly don't now. Now, look, you're an officer, and you can turn me in for this if you wish. But if you don't mind, chaplain, I think I'll go back. This promenade's getting a little too crowded. Have a nice walk last night, Mac? Nuts. Hand me the blowtorch, will you? Yeah. Here you are. Hey, you know, Mac, you'd feel better if you talked to him. What'd you say? I said you'd feel better if... <clears throat> if you talk to the chaplain. Why don't you shut up and mind your own business? Who are you yelling at? I'm yelling at you. And if you don't shut up, I'll stop yelling and start something else. Such as what? Such as this. Why, you... Hey, what's going on here? Bring it up. Come on, bring it up. Who are you? What do you guys think you're doing? Bring it up, I say. McGowan. I'll... I'll spread him so thin you won't know him from the ground. McGowan? Yes, sir. You know the penalty for fighting on the field, Sergeant? Yes. Well, what's your explanation? You can be broken for this, Sergeant. No excuse, sir. Then report to my office. Excuse me, Captain. May I say something? Why, I guess so, Chaplain. Captain, I'm responsible for this fight. What? You're responsible? Yes. It's an American citizen's privilege, Captain, to take advice or leave it alone. Sergeant... McGowan was denied that right by me. How do you mean? Well, uh, I tried to force my advice on him. Oh, my intentions were good enough, but the sergeant was under a great strain. And he didn't want to discuss his private feelings with me, but 
I'm afraid I badgered him into extreme irritation. Well, uh, do you have anything to say to that, uh, Sergeant? No, sir. Well, in view of what Chaplain Taggart has said, I'll, uh, I'll let it go. You do have a good record. Dismiss. Thank you, sir. Chaplain, I, uh, I'd like to speak to you in private. All right, Sergeant. Will you walk over here? Well, what is it? What did you have to do that for? Why do you have to be so... poking your nose in my business? You really want my answer, Mac? I asked you, didn't I? Because I have faith. Faith? What's that got to do with what I'm talking... Faith in prayer. Just, just a minute, Ed. I know what you want to say, but to me, faith in prayer means most of all faith in men. You're telling me you believe in me? Yeah. Yes, I believe in you. And if faith is going to work for anything, it has to be with you all the time. You have to keep on trying. Uh... I'm leaving today on that trip to the other base, but you think it over. I'll take another. Hmm. That cleans me out. Matt? Hit me easy, baby. Woo-hoo! Woo-wee! That was it. Mm. I'll take one. All right, it's 19. I'll take your dough, thank you. Oh, wait a minute. Hold it, Jim. Hold it, hold it. Six and a queen and five makes 21 and shove it my way, baby. Hey, um, isn't it about time for the chaplain to be back? What's the matter, Jim? You worried about your socks. He's a nice guy. I didn't say a thing. All right, you can laugh. But that guy's helped a lot of us just by talking. He's a straight guy. Hey, fellas, did you hear the news? What news? A B-17 cracked up over Sarabaya today. They say it's the one the chaplain was on. Get out of here with those What noises. are you talking now, about? Now, don't yell at me. That's what I heard the tower. I don't believe it. He's a swell, swell guy. guy. Feels going to seem empty without him. If it was one of us that got it, he'd be holding a service. Well, what do you say? Sure, honey. I don't know how to start. You, Joe? I don't either. You know... I told you, I am the resurrection and the life. That's it. Go ahead, Mac. I am the resurrection and the life. He that either believeth in me. He that believeth in me. Even though he were dead, yet shall he live. That's all I know. Then I'll say it just plain. The chaplain's dead, Lord. But he was a good guy. And he took a lot of gaff from a lot of dog faces. Me among them. We brought our troubles to him. But he never let on if, if he was feeling bad. And he believed in us as men. And now we don't have a chance to thank him. So you do it for us, God. 
That's the Cavalcade of America from June 12, 1944, with My Fighting Congregation starring Brian Donlevy. And in that cast, Harry Bartell, Harry Lang, Frank Graham, and Wally Mayer, sponsored by DuPont, is heard on NBC. Let's take a break, then it's more of Hollywood 360. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Do you love classic radio shows? Now you can receive 10 classic radio shows on five CDs every month by joining the Classic Radio Club. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. I've started the Classic Radio Club so fans can receive the best of the best from my library each and every month. Join now and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs, a $39.95 value for only $4.99. Then every month, I'll hand-select 10 more of the greatest classic radio shows and mail them to you on five CDs. Every show will be superior sound quality and you'll never receive a duplicate show. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com to join and receive your first 10 classic radio shows on five CDs for only $4.99. That's ClassicRadioClub.com or call toll-free 888-642-6556. That's 888-642-6556. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Well, next time, it's a Thanksgiving play on the Harold Perry Show from 1950. Then, it's another Thanksgiving program, but this time on the Aldridge family. That's next time here on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.